My name is Tyler Pulpitz, and welcome back to the second Sunday of Advent for the week of December 5th, 2021, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this week's podcast, and I'm excited because December 5th is my birthday, and I think this is the first time because of how the schedule runs that we are actually having it happen on my birthday, which is also meaning you're probably going to get this podcast a little bit later than normal. Partially because I could just tell the motivation for this has been a little bit lower and I'm not exactly sure why. I kind of figured out what we were going to talk about. I really do like Advent. I really do enjoy this. And I think part of it is just kind of the realization of how long I've been doing this. It's been nearly four years. And for me, this is a new decade that I'm walking into for my birthday. So there's a lot of things I think I'm just thinking about and trying to wrap my head around. And you can even ask my wife. I've been really kind of odd, not necessarily worried about turning 30, but I think there's just been a lot of things on my mind and things where I'm trying to rationalize and contemplate and understand and Sometimes that's easier and sometimes that's harder. And for me, that's kind of where I've been at. And I think in a way, again, it fits in with this Advent theme of waiting and wondering and watching and trying to figure things out and trying to understand and trying to wrestle with things. And God, I think a lot of times has us kind of going through that and go through those phases. And I think it's something that in a lot of ways we've all been dealing with in a lot the last nearly two years now. A lot of questioning, a lot of debating, a lot of wrestling, a lot of questioning what to do now, especially now that we're dealing with another variant here in the world. And how are we as a world going to be able to deal with this? How are we going to be able to bounce back from this? And it's grueling. It takes a toll on us to be able to keep going through this and trying to act like things are okay, trying to act like things are not wearing us down, and yet in a lot of ways they are. I think we think about our jobs and whatever they may be, a lot of things have changed in the last 24 months. And that's caused a lot of things to be harder and more difficult and a lot of things to be challenging and difficult to wrestle with, to work on. And I bring all this up because we'll get into it with the text this week. And partially it's just stuff that I'm wrestling with too, but I feel like the text this week will really speak to that. They really help with that. They help us work through that. And it's kind of interesting that last week, the Twitter question I had for you was, how are you preparing? And I think there's a lot of ways that we have been trying to prepare to move on from where we're at. And that's, I think, in certain ways, a faulty sense of security, a faulty sense of we're getting through it and that we can return back to what we knew. And I think in a lot of ways, we're not going to be able to return back to what we knew entirely before. And that's hard. We've talked about this before. We as people struggle with the idea of change. We struggle with the idea of doing things differently. And I think in a lot of ways that we have to be okay with it. We have to be okay with moving forward and changing. And that's one of the things that life is really about. I think in a lot of ways, when we look at nature in and of itself, there's a lot of change. And that means that you're constantly preparing for the what's coming next. And I think in a lot of ways as humans, 
we do a really good job with it as children because we have so much to be looking forward to. And as we get older, we start questioning what am I still looking forward to? And am I moving forward fast enough? And I think these are questions that are hard for us to really be wrestling with in a lot of ways because it gives us this false sense of, are we not good enough? Are we not doing enough? Are we not living up to the expectations that God has for us enough? And as we go through Advent and as we continue into Christmas, I really hope that we realize that that's not the case. I really hope that we understand that God is trying to prepare us for different things. And that means that there are going to be times that God realizes it's going to be at the pace that he has set for us and it might be faster or slower than we anticipate. I think about for myself the last being married for a little over a year and how much my life has changed in that and how there's a lot of times I'm questioning things and questioning how I'm doing things and why am I doing things this way and being prepared for the possibility of change, being prepared for looking at myself in the mirror and is questioning, is this the right decision to be making not only for me, but now for my spouse also? And these are questions that are are pressing, that are big, they are changes, and they are things that we need to work on and, and wrestle with. But if I'm going to jump into this podcast, we better get going here. We have some really interesting texts because this week we have five texts. We do have an alternative Old Testament text, but I want to give a little bit of background into that because I feel like it's important to understand. And it's coming from the book of Baruch. Baruch is part of the canon, but not officially. It's not officially part of the canon And from the Protestant traditions, like I've grown up, it's called the Biblical Apocrypha. It's about a 300-year period between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament that there's a handful of books that are kind of in this middle no-man's land. And some recognize them, some don't, some don't know quite what to do with them, and that's where we're going with Baruch. And there's still some really good advice in here, and I really like it this week. We're in Baruch chapter 5, verses 1 to 9, and this text is taking off the garment of sorrow and affliction and putting on the forever beauty of the glory of God and recognizing that in that what we are. That coming from verse, for God will give you evermore the name righteous, peace, godly glory. And that then from that, God is trying to make the path as easy as it possibly can for us, but understanding that there's still struggle that is going to be in there. And is trying to work with us and trying to help us through the mercy and righteousness that he is, through God being God. The other Old Testament text is from Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. I've spent a lot of time on this text, and a lot of what we'll be talking about is on this text. It kind of influences to me the whole thing of where we're going this week. But Malachi, the people of Israel are going through some really rough stuff, going through it. And I really like verses 2 and 3 and the 4. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fires, like a fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and in former years. A lot of context here. The descendants of Levi were ones that were given promise 
earlier in the Old Testament and were one of the like chosen within the chosen people to be given some additional blessing. You have in here Judah and Jerusalem that the tribe of Israel is split and Jerusalem is being raised up as a city as they're trying to come back together. We'll talk a lot more about the refiner's fire and fuller's soap this week, so I won't dig into that too much. The psalm this week is not out of Psalms. The psalm this week is out of Luke chapter 1, verses 68 to 79. This is Zechariah's song. This is Zechariah after being mute for nine months, after his wife Elizabeth is being promised with the son, and he tells him that God has told him to name this child John, and it then is him giving this beautiful passage of, look at how God continues to work through us. Look at how God has continued to redeem and has continued to be a savior for the servant of David's household and continues to fulfill the promises and that has been laid out for generations. But then being a person who realizes that and giving homage to God and recognizing that God is there even when we stumble and that God is making a way for us. The second reading or the New Testament text is from Philippians chapter 1 verses 3 to 11. This is a nice, interesting text that I think correlates with what's going on here. It's Paul, the first time he's writing to the people of Philippi, and he is in prison at this point, and yet still being confident in sharing the gospel, understanding that these things that are coming upon him, these challenges that he's overcoming and having to go through, both his imprisonment, which he brings up in verse 7, and his continued defense of the gospel, understanding it that it's nothing compared to the compassion of what Christ did for us. And that that is the fuel that continues to have Paul move forward at this time, recognizing that God is still working through him and that the glory of what God is doing is greater than anything that he is going to have to go through. The Gospel text this week is out of Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. This is referencing back to the beginning of Micah in chapter 1, where it states that they are sending a messenger to prepare a way for me. This is where we kind of, especially as people, as believers of Christ, and how this is written helps give us this lead-in here. That he Okay, it's during this time when Pontius Pilate is governor of Judah, Herod is the king of Galilee, and this time period, the next verse, they're talking about Annas and Caiaphas, the high priest, and that the word came to John, the son of Zechariah in the wilderness, referencing like what we talked about in the psalm this week out of Luke, and that here you have this man proclaiming and baptism and repentance for sins, and then it's referencing back here to Isaiah, if I'm remembering correctly, chapter 20, that the voice comes cries out of the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his ways path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. So this idea again of how now John is being this proclamation and look how it's referencing back to Isaiah that this is a foretelling of the Messiah coming. So 
Before we jump into how faith and science come together this week, we have to do our shameless plugs for Working Preacher. If you haven't done Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it between the Sermon Brainways podcast, their commentaries, the discussions. Since I'm not an ordained minister, I really enjoy listening to the Sermon Brainways podcast, having four different biblical scholars right there at Luther Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota, discussing these texts, along with having commentaries from other biblical scholars from all over the world. So if you haven't checked those out, I'd highly recommend it. It really helps me on a week-to-week basis. But I'd also recommend checking out the Revised Common Lectionary coming from Vanderbilt's library. And one of the reasons that I really enjoy it is because it has the art there, partially because then it gives you a different perspective and how are people, again, interpreting these from different parts of the world throughout history. So if you haven't checked out the Revised Common Lectionary coming from the library at Vanderbilt.edu or workingpreacher.org, I'd highly recommend checking out both of these resources. I stated that we are going to talk a little bit about Fuller's Soap and the Refiner's Fire. And there's a lot here that I think we can dig into. Let's first talk about the Fuller's Soap. Fuller's Soap was, and I'll attach links down below, and it's actually something really awesome that I found from the Church of the Latter-day Saints, where it really gets into what this was. But Fuller's was a job. Their job was to clean clothes. And fuller means that you potentially were trampling on or walking on the cloth to try to agitate the cloth. You had your different substances like a sodium carbonate or potassium carbonate and then using force even to rub it back and forth to agitate the fibers to help try to pull out the different oils and dirts that are in the wool garments that they're wearing so that they could be made pure white and either dyed if that was desired or just to kind of pull these different things out. It's a very physical labor, took a lot of time and work and effort. And in a lot of ways, the Jewish families who were doing this for centuries They saw this as a closely guarded secret. We're not just letting this out. So this is something that was a process and a lot of physical labor to get these woven cloths clean. To come from a refiner's fire, it's probably something we a little bit more understand because we've thought about and even seen how gold and silver, how pure It is getting it so that it's 99.99% pure, removing the impurities that you're taking ore, which is typically the rock around whatever the desired mineral that you're wanting to extract in it. You're putting it into a crucible and warming it up to an extremely warm temperature. And then through that process, introducing oxygen to kind of help it along, you might be adding a lithridge or some other molten metal to help kind of bond with it to make it so it's easier and that you extract that out later. And I'll attach some links down below. I had a hard time because one, I was not an amazing chemistry student. And two, it's a complicated process. It's amazing when you're taking it from the rock form and especially how we do it modern day and it's grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding, getting it down to into a form and then, okay, we got to heat this up and that's going to remove these impurities. And now we're going to put it in and warm it up again and put it into this chemical and that's going to pull out this stuff. 
and this process of constantly heating this up. But one of the biggest things also that I find in this piece from the Church of the Latter-day Saints is that what's beautiful is how, especially at the time, it's not that they had the technology that we have now. So to be a good refiner, almost a blacksmith, you had to memorize the colors, memorize the glow that was going to come off of silver and pure silver and that you're trying to create this furnace that has a very distinct melting range for silver you're looking at uh, 16 to 1800 degrees fahrenheit or 900 to 1000 degrees celsius to be able to get the properties of silver to move and do the things that they're expecting. But again, it's this process of constantly being heated up and cooled down and heated up and cooled down, being put into other chemicals, agitated in that way to kind of help pull out impurities. So why is this so great, I think, for an Advent text right before we're getting into this? And the reason I would say it is when you think about a garment, like with Fuller's soap, you have to still get the whole garment wet. You're still going through the whole garment. And even if you're clean, you might be part that's agitating the garment to be able to suds it up to help pull things out. And I will even attach a link down below that how we've just recently actually published papers on really how garments get clean in a washing machine. But one of the most important parts of a washing machine, which I found very interesting, is the rinse. The rinse gets not just the surface of the fibers, but really is able to go into the fibers and pull the stuff out. The detergent is really good at in between the fibers and on top, not necessarily in the fibers. And that's where the rinse is so important, which I think is really ambiguous to our own walk with Christ and how the forgiveness of what Christ does for us is the final rinse to make us clean. That's so important for us to understand. But that when we're a new garment, you have to still soak the whole thing because just because you're appearing that you're white, there's still a long ways of what you could potentially be through agitation and work to be make that wool brighter, make that wool ready for dye, make it white like snow. And with the refiner's fire, it's the same way. Even if you think your small section within the ore is pure, you're still going to be going through those fires. You're still going to be going through a lot of agitation, breaking it down into smaller and smaller pieces, getting heated up, cooled down, thrown in the chemicals, heated up, cooled down until we get to that you are with other pure, in this case, precious metals like silver or gold. But that even if you think that you personally are pure, there is going to be a lot of times where you still need to be heated up and cooled down to pull out this small imperfections within you that you might not even recognize. I think like when you're looking at the psalm, how much of a blessing did Zacharias see the disability of not being able to talk for nine months and then being able to talk and look at what is coming out is the blessings of what God has done. And look at how God is continuing to fulfill the promises that have been made for generations about this. 
And even in prison, when Paul is in prison, what is he doing? He's thanking God for what's going on, understanding that, yes, this is a hiccup in a road. Yes, this is something that he'd rather, as in his human self, not have to deal with. But yet, understanding that God has something greater than what he is understanding at that moment and realizing what Christ did for him is much greater than anything he'll ever do. But as long as he can share and convey that love, that's what's important. What John is, is that beginning of that cleansing process. He's an early stage of the refining. You don't get pure silver just out of the rock. It takes a lot of refining to be able to get it to that higher purity level, to be able to where we can use it. Silver is very valuable, especially in a lot of modern electronics, to be able to be used. That process takes time. It's not just instantaneous. It's not like you go and find a vein of silver that's 100% pure. That's just not the case. It's got to go through a lot of heating and cooling and removing of the other stuff to get to that pure essence of what it is. The people of Israel, especially at the time of Malachi, but even in Baruch here you see it too, that there's all this other baggage that they're carrying around with them, that they're having to let go of. The other baggage, the other crap, the oils and dirt in the woven wool, or it's the other ore that's around that's maybe the leads or the other things that they're still useful But that's not what we're going for here. We're going for the precious metals. We're going for that gold or silver. And realizing that it's going to take a long time to precipitate out all the stuff that we can and trying to get as much of a capture as we can for this to be successful. Brothers and sisters, I think there's a lot of times that we like saying who needs to go through the refiner's fire and not realize that we need to be in there too. Even if we think we're fairly pure, there's still impurities within us. And we still need to be prepared for that. We need to be prepared for the agitation that that's going to take. The things that are going to be, that are going to hurt. Things that are going to be like, why do I have to go through this? Why? Why does it need to be this way? Why? Because the detergents work on the surface level and really do a good job at pulling in between the fabrics and pulling on the surface of it. But we still need that rinse to go through the yarn, go through the threads, to pull that last bit out. And that's the hard stuff. That's the deep entrenched stuff into us. That's the stuff that we're going through and it's like, man, do we really need to keep refining this further? It's already at 90%. Do we really need to get it up to that 95, 98, 99%? Do we really? But yet that's where God works. Understanding that we will never get to that 100%. Understanding that that's what Christ did for us later on here was so that we were seen as 100%. But because of that 100%, that we should still be striving for it. Still be striving for that deep cleanse. Realizing the spots where we fall short. Realizing those times when we need to go back in the crucible again to get the impurities out. Realizing those times when we need the fuller to continue to work our garment. Because we're not ready for dying yet. We're not white enough. We're not pure enough. Realizing that, yes, Christ did make it so that we are seen as pure. But understanding that process doesn't just give us a free pass in that way. It means that, yes, it's the pass of where we're going and we know where we're going. 
We're going to go to get dyed. We're going to be part of the pure silver. But that means that we still need to then do our best to get as much of the refining out as we can, knowing that we will fall short. And that's where I think the Baruch passage is so helpful, along with the Philippians reading, that these are blessings. These afflictions that we have, yes, we're taking off that garment to be able to walk into the glory of what God has for us. To be able to realize that God is still working through those afflictions. We might not see it, and it's not that God necessarily designed for the affliction to be there, but God still works through the affliction. It's not exactly that God designed the affliction to be there, but God still works through the affliction. And that's hard in a lot of ways for our mind to wrap our heads around. But it's just like for me to be able to see the ore and, okay, there's some silver in this ore. Is it worth mining and figuring out the process of mining it out and going through it? And, okay, yeah, this is worth it. We got to keep going. Even as it gets harder and harder to mine, keep checking but realizing, yeah, it's still worth it. So let's keep going. There's value here. How often is there different parts to us that God is seeing that same thing, that there's still value here, I just need to keep refining. There's still value here, I just got to keep scrubbing this out. We as people, we as the church, we as society, we're going through this process right now. And it's hard because it means that there's things that we have to let go of. That's difficult. Throughout life, we struggle with letting go, like we talked about in the introduction. But sometimes that letting go is what's essential to moving forward. It's what's essential to be able to have the possibility of becoming that pure silver or that pure white garment. You have to let go of the dirt and oils that are in the garment. We have to let go of the other impurities. We have to let go of even alloys that you have. One of the different things is a lot of times when you're working with silver and gold to get this stuff to precipitate there's different times where you're putting you're adding in different elements to help with that purification because they're attracted to it and then you have to break those bonds later you have to even figure out a way of burning them off or getting them to precipitate out or separate out and that's the hardest for us those things that help us at different phases of life and then we get to a phase of life where we have to let that go the thing that helped us at one point no longer is a help It's a hindrance from us growing. And that's where we're at. And that's Advent. This time where we get to reflect and work on that, realizing that we're not entirely ready. And will we ever be entirely ready? Probably not. Just like this podcast week to week, I never feel like I'm entirely ready. But yet here it is. So the Twitter question I have for you this week is where are you getting refined? Where are you getting agitated? become a better you, become a better church, become a better society? It's a big question. And I think it's something that we all need to be reflecting on and we all are needing to work on. As I now am entering my third decade of life here on planet Earth, I am realizing that there are things that I'm wanting to do. And I'm going to speak it into existence here. I want to make sure this podcast gets published in more than just your email, that there's easier for you to be able to listen to. I want to make sure that I am getting this podcast out earlier so it's a bigger help to people, forcing me to be on top of stuff and help me in my own sleep cycles. And I want other dreams that I have with this to be looked at further, but I realize that these other two are kind of sitting in the way and And a lot of times it's my own perfectionism now with nearly four-year-old podcasts that 
is getting in the way. And it literally might be getting to that point where it's like, Tyler, just let it go. Just let it go. It's pure enough at that point where you were and you've been refined since then. So keep going. And I think that's probably where I'm getting to on a personal level with stuff. And that's a little bit of inside baseball and what this podcast is. It's one of the things I love about this is there is a lot of, and I've told this to people, there's a lot of secret messages in these that are messages for me to a direct person at a specific time, or even me just chronologizing history where I drop a little thing that I know for me means something. Now, when I listen back, and there's been times already I've listened back to old ones, and it, yeah, there's things where it's like, ooh, I wish I'd done that differently. But it also brings me back to a different time, to a different place. And that's exciting. We've been on a road together for a long time, and I'm excited of where we're at, and I'm excited where we're going. But I also realize that there's still refining that I need to go through with this. And I sure hope as we as people and as a society, as a church, we're realizing the same thing. Because as we go through that refining process, that's where the Psalm, the the Luke chapter 1, 68 to 79 comes in. Then we can actually start seeing the praise of what's going on. But it goes through that process that's difficult, that's hard to be able to get to that point. And so many of us fall short of that because we, we all get tired along the way. Life's hard. Life's difficult. And the pandemic has definitely made things more difficult. Things have been agitated. Things are being refined. Stay patient. Stay the course. Trust what's going on to the best that we can. And trust God's going to be there. And be willing to be refined, be agitated, to be made as pure as possible. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.